0: Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue podcast. As always, I'm your host, Danny Matrenga, and today I'm sitting down with fitness industry veteran Gunnar Peterson. Gunnar Peterson is a celebrity trainer, a moniker he doesn't entirely love, but he is certainly known for training some Hollywood elites from the Kardashian family to Hugh Jackman to Jennifer Lopez to countless others. Gunner has been an industry veteran for over 30 years. I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. There's lots to learn about how to age with grace, how to fit fitness into your life, how to make sure you're not taking yourself too seriously and learn from your kids and how it is they interface with the world amongst many other really cool things. I think you'll enjoy. Let's get into it with Gunner Peterson. This episode is brought to you in part thanks to some of our amazing partners like LMNT. LMNT makes the best electrolyte product on the market. In fact, I've actually started drinking my LMNT each and every morning before I have coffee so as to optimize my circadian biology, make sure that I'm hydrated, and make sure that I'm getting ahead on my water intake throughout the day and not reliant on stimulants, but instead being somebody who's reliant on hydration and the proper balance of minerals minerals And electrolytes. If you want to feel your best all day, mentally and physically, it's imperative that you stay hydrated. LMNT provides a balanced ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium to support brain and body hydration. This combination of electrolytes improves health, performance, body, and brain performance, mind you, helps to reduce cramps and soreness and gets you more hydrated. There's no sugar. LMNT is sweetened with stevia. It's perfect for exercise and perfect for the sauna because the flavors are natural, tasty, delicious, and not overpowering. And if you're like me, you'll use them multiple times a day across your training sessions to get hydrated early, to replenish after sauna use. And again, it's not just me. LMNT is the official sports drink of Team USA Weightlifting, and it's used by athletes in the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, as well as athletes like you and I looking to take your fitness to the next level. My favorite flavors are definitely the raspberry and citrus. When I put a box together, I try to load up on raspberry and citrus and when you put your box together, you can get a free sample pack containing all of Element's amazing flavors like mango chili, citrus, raspberry, orange and more. To get access to this free gift with purchase, scroll down to the show notes and check out using the special link for dynamic dialogue listeners.
1: Gunner, how's it going, man? so good thank you for making time for this absolutely man i'm
0: glad we're getting a chance to talk for anybody who's not familiar with uh gunner's work gunner is a celebrity trainer i feel like if you google him uh, that's what you will find uh, but we're he's done with
1: that term We're starting i know with that i term. know oh, i think it's it's cringe. such a
0: it's such a cringy term in a way but you've really accomplished a lot um you know, I know you've spent time working with the Lakers. You've spent time in the industry for a very long time. I know you are at an educative role, programming role with F45. And you're right, that that phrase gets thrown around quite a bit. But I remember specifically being in my exercise science class in 2017. And we were talking about what we wanted to do for careers. And I told my professor, I think I want to just stick with training clients. I enjoy that. Brings me a lot of uh, you know, peace of mind that I get to work with people one on one, and she's like, "You can't do that for a long time. You can't do that and be successful. That's that's a kid's job." And I remember going, "I is she right? Is this a kid's job?" And I went online and I looked up like, "Who who's personal training and doing a good job?" And if you looked up, this is in 2017. This is how you know Gunner's been around for a long time doing good work. This is in 2017. If you look up like who's the number one trainer. Gunnar Peterson. And I found that same article before our interview today from all the way back then. And that was a huge, that was a huge inspiration for me to just say, I think there's something here. If I just stick with it and form these relationships and whether you do them with celebrities, pro athletes, or, you know, regular john doe jane doe you're making a huge difference and uh i'm stoked we're getting to chat today man because if it wasn't for you i probably wouldn't have stuck with this career as, as long as i have and you give you give us something to aspire to it's really cool cringe is that title maybe
1: yeah just the title but i'll tell you something funny that you said that uh before i was married somebody said to me once well how long are you like you're a trainer what are you going to train people when you're 40 and you know at the time i was probably 28 29 30 and i go i mean it was it was such a it just caught me off guard and i said i mean yeah and <laughs> and then the person said oh and so when you're 50 you get to train people i go well you know of course i had to double down now cuz i and i go yeah now i got defensive and then they go well like when you're i go i don't know i don't know i don't know where this comes. like i don't i don't know what you always say. But my, but over time, I've evolved that conversation in my head. And my thought was, my thought is, you don't say that to other career professionals. No one says to an attorney, Hey, Bob, what are you going to play? Play that lawyer gig there for till you're 40, you're 50. Nobody, nobody asks those people that I want to be a fireman. Nobody says, Oh, what are you going to do that when you're 50? You just, the person just does their career. It's such Mm -hmm. a, it has the, uh, The reputation of being so transient, which it's earned, for sure it's earned that, but it doesn't have to be. And so when I speak to trainers, I make the distinction, is this a career or a job for you? There's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong, but you just have to know where you fit in, what your role is going to be. And then I would say, if it's a job for you, then maybe try not to muddy the water the waters for those who are making it a career because you can kind of get in their way. So, and by that, I mean like... So true. Don't don't step in and, and try to uh, like poach some super influential celebrity or, or, or standout person because you're probably not, if this is just a job for you, or not a career, you might not be well-equipped to deliver the right messaging across a bigger platform. Uh, you're also kind of stealing... Uh, potential thunder from someone who's going to parlay it into something bigger and and yeah. career wise. So and then they get well. What if I start as a job and, I, and it becomes a career? That's valid. That happens. But I'm saying if you know this is your side hustle and you know you're always going to you know own your restaurant or 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 teach high school math and you want to do this on the side, that's all well and good. But don't then try to step in where the people are playing for keeps. You know.
0: I totally do, man. I, I, that I, I really like that. I, I think the trainers, the coaches, the strength and conditioning coaches that I know who have been doing this the longest, they keep doing it because of how rewarding it is to see people succeed. And the people that are more transient, they typically get into it because they love it, but they don't love other people's success maybe as much as they love being able to work at the gym or drop in for a couple hours. Which kind of leads me to my opening question, like. Did you start with this as a job and turn it into a career? Did you know from the jump, like, I'm extremely passionate about fitness and I'm just going to follow this as long as I can?
1: Two separate thoughts there. I was definitely passionate about fitness and following it for myself as long as I could, can, will. Um, But the, the job part found me. Someone asked me to train. Someone asked me if they could work out with me was how it was worded. And I thought it was, you know, a workout partner. And they wanted me to train them. So I backed into it. I had another job. I had a day job um, at the time and a 9 to 5 type thing. And I did this before work and then I did it after work. And after a very short period, I realized it was purely financial at that point. I realized I was making more money with a few hours before and after work than I was during the whole work period. And so I so I quit the work. The work was also just a transient. It was just a job. It wasn't a career. It wasn't like something I was pursuing. So then you get into this, and then you start saying. Then it starts to become. You know, you're young. Hey, can I? How can I add money? How can I? How can I make more money? How can I turn this into more money? You're just like getting money so you can have you know stuff, a car, a house, dinners, whatever. And what I would say to fat, way forward. And this is what we should have talked about in that career part is then what this can lead to in the mm-hmm. industry and I just talked about this uh, at our seminar where this can where this can take you the affiliations, the relationships you create, whether it's you become so obsessed with the equipment you're using you you find yourself at a sales job or design job with an equipment company or you find yourself in an in an innovation capacity role with one of those companies, um, you start to go down the nutrition rabbit hole and you realize there are a lot of uh, strange things in nutrition that don't quite add up to you. So you start to pursue it. Next thing you know, you're, you're going to try to get your PhD or you're just going to become a registered nutritionist or registered dietitian, or you're going to work, you know, on like alternative medicine through nutrition, or you get into supplements and you start, thinking god there's a lot of you know you walk into a supplement store it can be overwhelming and then over the course of your career as a trainer you start sampling and trying and recommending and and you realize maybe there's a career for you in in the supplement and there's so many offshoots from this so you may start well-intentioned as a career trainer but you find yourself going down you know online work uh like i just said equipment nutrition uh supplementation there are so many other avenues that you can go down that I wouldn't say just because you start out thinking you're going to be a nuts and bolts, you know, trainer that that means that that's your purgatory. Like you, yeah. you could you can parlay that into some really cool careers. And along the way, if yours is anything like mine, the path can have you connecting with people you never thought you would connect to. I mean, literally icons, people that were uh, just at one point, you know, names or, or like shadows, and you could never see yourself on earth. And I'm not just talking about celebrities and pro athletes. I'm talking about like leaders in the industry, people, you know, the Jack LaLanes, the Joe Weeders, the, the Gilads, the people who like really were, were putting this together, nuts and bolts of, of the, the building blocks of what the fitness industry has become. It used to be like a circus sideshow. It was hard to find gyms. You know, information was hard to come by. Valid information was even harder to come by. And and now there's just a deluge of information every single day on your phone. And now, now your hardest job is sifting through Oof, the good so from, the, from, from the bad. So I, I would say just because you are looking at um, this as a career doesn't mean you have to... Um, you're relegated to just that. You know, totally.
0: I I think that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, I've been doing it long enough, nuts and bolts. I still train clients one-on-one. I love that. I know people who are like, I can't wait to get away from that and get big online. All the time.
1: All all the time. And I make that joke and have for forever. I say, it's so funny. I'm one of the few, even today, I'm one of the few trainers I know who's not trying to get out of the gym. Maybe. exactly. But but, but maybe that's shame on me. Maybe mm-hmm. I should be, or maybe I should uh, try to find more work balance in terms of um, in the gym work and, and, you know, ancillary revenue streams or, or or different branches of it. But still, there's nothing wrong with, there's no right or wrong. That's what it's comes. It's like exercises and equipment. To me, there's, it's not, you know, better or worse. It's just different.
0: And you got to pick something and stick with it. And right. I, I, I would say, you know, you hit on something that was huge for me. Uh, and I didn't pick up on this until I'd been doing it for five or six years. I started young. I'll ask you more about when you got started. I'm sure it was pretty young, but I didn't know anything about the world. I had adults who were out of shape, who were fortunate enough to find me tolerable that they would let me guide them through instruction while they gave me tons of wisdom, tons of free information, kept me out of trouble, kept me out of... No, there was no partying in college. I was up at five training people who had to train before oh, work.
1: And I, I don't, I don't, sh- I didn't share that. Just so we're clear, I'm not going to try to whitewash my history there.
0: <laughs> That's okay. And so, like that, that gift that the transaction of yeah, I get, this is what I get for a session. But what you get from those relationships oh, is yeah. so invaluable that, like, not having that to me, I don't care if you can make more doing it other ways. I, I would never want to forfeit that piece. Keeps my Finger on the pulse and keeps me happy. And,
1: and think about all the different walks of life that you interacted with. You, you interacted with um, I, I don't know who you interact with, but I know I interacted with high-end business um, overachievers, people who were who who had startups who literally went from sleeping in their car to you know having a one-bedroom apartment to now they're shopping for houses up on Mulholland, you know, and, and, and then- you those people plus entertainers. Uh, plus, writers, directors, uh, the creative minds that I've been around—just it, it blows me away. Just the way they see the world, what they think of. Then you go to the other side. You go to the professionals. You go to the doctors, the lawyers, and and just—it's amazing what comes at you every single day.
0: Yeah, I think it's the ultimate gift that I never expected getting into this. So, when you got started, did you have kind of a similar origin story? Like young jock turned. I, I want to take this love of sports and turn it into fitness or or how did you kind of stumble into that fateful day where your buddy's like, Hey, I want you to train me.
1: Um, my, I was a fat kid. So I was, that was always a, you know, fat buck tooth, redheaded, freckly, not, you know, and with a name Gunner, which I wouldn't recommend. And growing up <laughs> with in Texas <laughs> and then, and then, uh my mom said look i used to complain about it my mom goes do you want to do something about it and she took me to weight watchers again not sure i would recommend that but her heart was in the right place and that was in-person meetings this was long oh long, long before goodness. the internet yeah as a 10 year old kid by the way oh wow uh, yeah and it's stand up in front of the room stuff yeah. and announce your name and your weight and that kind of stuff but it definitely set me on the path my mom always super active um super super active i mean swimming, riding, exercising. Uh, she she summited Kilimanjaro when she was 70. Like my mom really raised the bar. So that always, um, that was definitely a beacon. And um, in college, I dabbled with it. But unlike you, I had the party side. So my my improvements, my gains were going to always be in check because it was, you know, as we know now, you can't out-train a bad diet. You know, don't try to tell me that at 20 and, you know, it's nachos and beer, and then training and then running in plastic suits with ski hats on in the summer in Durham, North Carolina, up and down stadium stairs. And then let's go have beers at lunch. So so that was going to only go as far as it went. And then after that, it was... Uh, you're on your own. You're working. So the, par- the partying goes way down. But... The training can go up and the free time that used to be used reading your academic stuff is now for me anyway, was all skewed towards uh, all things health and fitness. So my knowledge went like bump, bump, will And that's when I started to apply it. That's when I started to see results. That's when I thought, wow, I'm really able to control uh, the body that I'm in versus, you know, these are the cards I'm dealt. Oh, well. Yeah,
0: totally. And and I look at you now. You're in you're in great shape. You've been in great shape for three, four decades. Uh, how how has the training changed? Like I've seen my training change just from eighteen to twenty eight, and I'm like, wow, a lot has changed in ten years. And I I the clients that I'm training that are in their eighties, I'm like, wow, you you have to change this as as you go. And you know, if if you look at the list of people you train, many of whom are. Celebrities, they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s. Some of them are even in their 60s. Uh, how how have you adapted and changed over the years to be able to kind of deliver fitness for yourself and for your clients across the lifespan?
1: I saw something once that um, and, and I'll condense it for you, but it said, you know, when you're born, you're this little thing that doesn't move, you're on your back most of the time, your your movement patterns are very limited. And then they start, then they start to open up. And then they really branch out. Like I said, look at kids on a playground, and 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 I have older kids and little kids, and to watch them on a playground, it's run, jump, skip, turn, pivot, fall, get up, run the other direction. The, the, their movement patterns are all over the place. Then you usually uh, specialize, end up specializing in one or or two activities. So now your movement patterns are reduced to those. And then uh, oh, this is generalizing. Then you start to phase out of those because you enter the work world and then you get into some kind of fitness thing, which is many of them are very limited in terms of the movement Mm -hmm. patterns. And then you become deconditioned and then you become, uh, you're not ambulatory and then you're bedridden and then you die. So you start here, go here, do that. So my goal Mm -hmm. is to keep that window as wide open as possible for as long as possible for everybody I train. I, I had a lady that. yesterday i have a lady yesterday who was in her late 40s and i had her doing um one of the things in the workout was she had a bulgarian bag if you know those bags totally. over over the shoulders so think about the eccentric component of this going down the driveway at an angled walk i told her just keep stepping on the 10 and the two on a clock face so she was sure. 10 2, 10 2. so she's angling at the bottom of the driveway dump the bag off your back, turn and sprint back up. So it's an uphill sprint after the angled walk and she laughed and she goes, I couldn't tell you the last time I sprinted. And I said, so the first time you sprinted up, I could have told you because the mechanics were very rusty. But by the third time she did it, she had nice, smooth running mechanics and I thought, that's just a dormant movement pattern for her, Mm -hmm. she just hasn't used it in a while and she loved it. Of course she texted me this morning about how sore she was, but you know, I'll take that. That just tells me we need to introduce more of that. I've yeah. had her do other kind of movements but that so so my goal is keep people doing as many different things as they can so that when something different is thrown at them in real life, they respond accordingly and they're not, you know, out of their depth.
0: I love that. I I think that has tons of application for anybody listening in in any, even if you are like, I just want to be big or I just want to be strong. If you can sprinkle 10 to 15% of your fitness time into a different plane of motion, some different ranges of motion, doing a little bit of aerobic work, core stability work. Oh my goodness. A little bit can go a long way.
1: And they can do the same with their nutrition. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I'm not saying, you know, don't be a diet hopper where you jump on every, every trend that pops up every other month, but I'm saying try different things. Absolutely. You want to know what keto is? You want to know what carnivore is? You want to know what vegan is? You want to know what raw is? Try them all. Give them each two weeks, three weeks, see how your body feels. If it helps make some notes, notice your energy levels, notice your strength levels, notice your patience levels, notice your quality of sleep all those things and you start to say, oh, you'll see what works for you. I mean, you can do it under the guide with the guide of a nutritionist for sure. But if not, it's fun to me to experiment on myself all the time. Same with supplementation. If I went back and looked at what I was taking in college, (laughs) oh my gosh. I mean, I was just... Anything I could get because I was reading the muscle magazines and I was like, got to have that. I, I think I'd probably only read like the first paragraph. That's for me. That's for me. And I just go down and buy it and overload. I take like, I must take like three things now. I mean, nothing. I take a supplement called, I, I take it. I take a multi sure. because sure. it's, it, it's needed. Yeah. Um, I take an Omega that I yeah. take from, from Jim supplements because I like the quality. I know Jim Stepani. We've worked together at muscle fitness. Um, I take MitoQ, which yep. is a, a, it's a, it's a mitochondrial enforcer, right? So it, it helps you at the foundation of your cellular structure. And to me, that's just such a good catch-all. Uh, I take those three and occasionally on the weekends, if I've been pretty beat up on the week, I'll take some B complex go. Yeah, and, 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 and I drink a ton of water nonstop with water. That's something there f- is. And my food stays very clean. And when my kids want to have dessert, we have that. If there's a little chocolate, if my wife wants a glass of wine, I'll do both of those. But I don't do all those things. I put this in my book also. I don't let all the bad things happen at once. Right? I, I don't do. That. I don't do alcohol plus dessert plus skipping workout plus shorting my sleep. That's when the whole. That's just a, you're just completely derailing then, and it's way harder to. to to bring that back i think and when you do yeah. that and i watch people do that on vacations and then they can't come back from it and though and sometimes i'll have people who go away on trips and i know they didn't train and i think they might be done training with me and yeah. and that happens and that's sad
0: yeah no it isn't but i love the idea of like hey don't detonate like limit the damage you can do one of these things two of these things fine but don't skip the workout, get the bad sleep, have the alcohol, have the Taco Bell at two o'clock in the morning. You know, don't stack these. It's It's the four.
1: (laughs) I I think in the book, I called it the four wheels. And I go, you lose one wheel, you know, you can roll on that flat tire down to the gas station, you get a fix. You lose two. And if you're a stunt driver, you can get that thing up here. Maybe it's a bicycle now. and We find our balance. You lose three. Very few people ride a unicycle. Like it's just Good good. Exactly. Good luck.
0: So let me ask you this question you now you're navigating you you have the business you have the studio um you have kids you're married you're writing a book uh
1: no I wrote I, a book I, you're, you're, I, wrote, I wrote a book that came out in five I have other ones that I dabble like in my mind they're they're sort of like templates I actually have to go on a trip uh coming up here and I said to my wife on the trip I'm gonna focus on finishing the book and she's like Babe, that's way more for you than anybody else. And it is, that's for me, check, you know, finish something. I I, I have completion syndrome.
0: Same, same, but you've got a lot of things going on and you're in great shape. And I think that when people, people see stuff, they go like, Oh, it must be easy. You're a trainer must be easy. It's like, (laughs) it's probably harder now than it was before. What is, what does fitness look like for you day to day? What, how many days a week do you work out? How long do you work out? taking a break from this episode to tell you a little bit about my coaching company, Core Coaching Method. More specifically, our app-based training. We partnered with Train Heroic to bring app-based training to you using the best technology and best user interface possible. You can join either my Home Heroes team, or you can train from home with bands and dumbbells, or Elite Physique, which is a female bodybuilding-focused program where you can train at the gym with equipments designed specifically to help you develop strength, as well as the glutes, hamstrings, quads, and back. I have more teams coming planned for a variety of different fitness levels. But what's cool about this is when you join these programs, you get programming that's updated every single week, the sets to do, the reps to do, exercise tutorials filmed by me with me and my team. So, you'll get my exact coaching expertise as to how to perform the movement, whether you're training at home, or your training in the gym. And again, these teams are somewhat specific. So you'll find other members of those communities looking to pursue similar goals at similar fitness levels. You can chat, ask questions, upload form for form review, ask for substitutions. It's a really cool training community and you can try it completely free for seven days. Just click the link in the podcast description below. Can't wait to see you in the Core Coaching Collective, my app-based training community. Back to the show.
1: You know I had somebody say that to me once. They said it's easy for you to be in great shape. You're in the gym all day. That's and I, and it and it was it's super insulting by the way. I, hate I said, it. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, cuz the muscles just fly off the machines and land on my body. I said that's like and this guy worked in um uh, investments. Oh. And and he was okay, but he wasn't like he wasn't on the Forbes list, let's just call it. Sure. And I said that I said, that's like my saying to you because you sit in front of that computer all day, moving money and trading and buying and selling that the money just flies out of the computer right into your account. Do you hear how insulting that is? Just because you're in the environment doesn't mean you're successful at it. You're in the environment. You're applying what you know. You're you're getting rid of what you through trial and error, which is which is arduous and time consuming there doesn't is. work. You get rid of that. And then you, you distill it down to a program that works for you. And I also have to remember, I mean, I had two uh, NFL guys this off season. I don't train like those guys and they were different, very different positions. Uh, so they're training differently too. I don't just jump in and say, Hey, I want to get a piece of this workout. I have to do what works for me. And I also have to do what works for me so that when I go home, mm-hmm. I can, I can be there for my wife and kids. I also have to make sure that the next day when I go to work, I'm not completely incapacitated because I, you know, imagined myself a 29 year old lineman. So sure. that that's the stuff that that over time you assimilate that knowledge and you put it to use on yourself. So when you ask me what I do, I, I do, and this is uh, there are ways to do it better, there are ways to do it shorter, there are ways to do it. Um, more efficiently but i do this sure. because it it works and i enjoy it that's so um, huge i do steady state cardio it. and it can be 20 20 minutes to 60 minutes i do a full body stretch which can be six minutes to 15 minutes and then i do weights and that can be 20 minutes to 60 minutes so on Love the it. short 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 days it's 45 minutes on the long days could be 90 minutes but it, I feel like it hits every that I want to hit. I do, uh, yesterday I did sled work today. Oh, I did today. I did carries uneven carries tomorrow. I have this thing, uh, it's called the flipper and I'll be flipping that up and down the driveway. Um, I did, uh, squats on Monday today. I did step-ups, uh, lateral. So I changed Oof. the plane of motion, but, but I'm playing with it all the time. And if I feel my body goes, this doesn't work. I'm old enough, two things. I'm old enough to know don't push it, Mm -hmm. push go go around it. And I'm old enough to know that it's not gonna matter if I don't do it. I don't just skip it. I find something else to do. So I have to make sure that it serves me, right? I can't risk a hamstring tear. I can't risk blowing my pecs out, like trying to max bench with somebody. My bench press is, you know. It's, it's nothing that we're going to video anytime soon, but yeah. it's, something, it's something that for me works. And I like how I feel. I like how I sit posturally. And I'll run it by the ultimate litmus test is, hey, hon, do I look a certain way? And she'll say, you look great. Or I don't know, maybe that's not the right shirt for you, which is a nice way of saying you're not in your best shape. And I'll, yeah. I'll take that feedback and I'll work on that.
0: Yeah. I I love that. I think it has to change. And one thing I'm really big on is, you know, people hear, Oh, you're a trainer. Um, you know, you must have a very rigid specific routine and it must, it needs to be adaptable. If you're going to stick with it for 20, 30, 40 years, you have to be able to make adjustments and pivot and listen to your body. And, you know, and I, I, I look at the roster of people that you trained and I've learned a lot of interesting things from the people I've trained. What are some cool lessons you've picked up from your clientele that might extend in into fitness? Sure. But maybe about life, wisdom, funny well, stories, I, things like
1: that. I'll go back to what you said about the trainer, because I would bet you two things that you you're 10 years in now, I would bet your training looks extremely different now from what it looked like 10 years ago. Number Hilariously one, different. Right. Hilariously <laughs> different. And number two, I would say, I bet it's way less structured and intense and yet still efficient.
0: It's very free-flowing. I try to make yep. it social. All of my good friends are, not all of them, but many of my good friends are in this industry. And if I can do a workout with a good friend, even if it means I have to deviate a little bit, I'll do that because the social component is so much healthier than the solo component. So it's just, it's expanded. It's simplified in a way, but it's a lot more fluid. You're totally right.
1: Yeah. That's how, that's how, that's how I've seen mine evolve. Uh, I go early in the morning. So Same. from a social, from a social aspect there, there are a lot less takers. Um, but whoever is there, that's always a fun time. And then I try to add activities afterwards. Um, you know, I'm not a pickup basketball guy. You definitely don't want to see my jump shot, but, uh, but I'll do anything with the kids walking, bike riding, that kind of stuff. Um, I'll hit a tennis ball for time kind to of time. Recently, someone introduced me to pickleball.
0: Oh yeah. And, that's, that's a hot game right now.
1: And super fun, great sweat. And, and from a social aspect, because the court's so small, it brings out my, my competitive inner drive. No, my inner trash talker, because skill-wise, skill, <laughs> skill wise, I might not have anything to offer, but trash talking, uh, I'll be taking the trophy home. And it makes it super fun socially.
0: Yeah. Now, I think, and you brought something up about watching your kids move. I, I think about one of the reasons adults lose those physical properties of whether it's the ability to move side to side in the transverse plane, they lose the twitchiness, they lose the suddenness. They stop playing, that we abandon all of the games and the playing and everything is structured, structured, sagittal, 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 and when, a, when adults sag- get out, it's a sagittal world. So yeah. Yeah. And if you get into a game like pickleball or you shoot around with a basketball or even doing something like golf, that's a little bit rotational. It just opens up your movement so much. So I, I try to make time for games all the time.
1: You think about it, when you get in the car, the first thing you do is transverse plane. <laughs> right? You get in Might the, car, be the only it's,
0: thing people do all day in the transverse you, plane. You, you,
1: you, when you get in the car, it's transverse plane. Then you go the other way and you get the seatbelt. You're just like, there's a guy, uh, Pat McNamara, who's uh, T max Inc on Instagram. And he has a great line. He says, life-saving and ass kicking take place in the transverse plane. And mm. uh, it's, that's where things happen. So you that's have to so train, true. you have to train in rotation, you know?
0: You do, and and same thing with the frontal plane. You have to be strong side to side. Uh, you have a ton of cool equipment, and I've kind of been admiring your gym for quite some time. Uh, when you're shopping for equipment, and this is something I think of as a gym owner myself too, is like, are you looking for what's going to give me the greatest variety? Are you looking for what's going to give me the greatest versatility, or are you like me where you're kind of a collector at this point? And you like to, you, you'll you get a little bit of anything and everything if you think you can have fun with it.
1: Uh, y- the answer is yes. <laughs> broad, broad, yes. Uh, it's usually uh, what can do, what? where can I get two, three, four, five movements or yeah. five uses out of from a space standpoint. But then some things you go, I have to have that, even though it's limited, even though the footprint's big, it's going to take a lot of space. I need to have that. So uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Collector by default, right. I backed into it. Um, and, and I love having it and I love playing on it. And and when I find there's something I'm not using as a rule, that's because it's in the wrong place. Mm, Um, you know, or I'll go take classes somewhere, right. Depending on what, uh, if you take a group class somewhere, which Mm. I like doing with kids with my older kids, super fun. And You'll use a piece of equipment in there that I know I have. I don't think, why haven't I used that? Oh, I know why. It's because it's tucked behind the other thing and, and I'll have to pull it out. I work, I talk about offshoots of jobs. Um, I started working with F45 okay. in the programming side and they have such a wide range of equipment. I mean, I, literally the first class I took there, I said, you guys do in a group setting what I do in one-on-one, you scaled me. This is great training. This is... And from a programming standpoint, as I learned more about the business, right—the cardio days, the strength days, the hybrid days—it's really laid out. Where if you want to, if you want to turn your fitness over, if you want to just, you know, go in and execute and know that it's laid out for you, it's a terrific workout. So I, uh,
0: my fiance, I pay for her to go to f forty five five days a week. She loves
1: it. It's loves
0: unbelievably it. good programming for general fitness, cardiovascular fitness. Yep. It's it's great.
1: Yep. And then go back. You, you asked the question and I, I cut you off because I want to circle back. You asked, are sure. there any lessons I learned from the people I work with? Yeah. Um, and I would say that some of the, the, the drop-down lessons or the crumbs that they left intentionally or unintentionally were so many of them say yes to things and then let the thing flush out, whether it comes to fruition or not is a different you know it's beyond your control it's a different if it's a different animal but if you avail yourself to um projects um work experiences adventures uh, you're 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 just going to have a fuller life right like and by that i'm saying somebody agrees to three movies and then you let the studios figure out what goes first what goes when one of them may not happen but you were in the running for all of them versus saying no, no. And then the one you accept is the one that doesn't happen. You lose out. Um, The other thing is, is stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Mm. I see nowadays, very different from when I first started, there were a lot of people getting in shape for something versus now they stay in shape year round and they, and they dial it up for whatever that something is. And I think that's, that's, there's a take-home message there for everybody, right? Don't don't let it go between Thanksgiving and January first, and then think you're going to dial it up. And if you are doing that, I hope you're in your 20s and early 30s, because after that, it is harder to do. Um, so you have to. You would be you would be wise to stay have like a baseline a fitness level, lean mass level that you that you honor and maintain. You know, there's no such thing as maintaining your overall conditioning, right? But there is a way to to stay on a certain line versus letting it all drop off and then and then trying to get back up to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you know, a lot of people spend every year from basically November to December, they gain all the weight that they lose. They you know, they spend nine months trying to lose the weight they gain from October to December, and they just stay on this cycle. Of gaining weight during the holidays and then yep. ki- kind of getting it off. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. And if they don't, they just accumulate it. And I think there's so much to be said for just being relentlessly consistent with the basics. You know, don't let all four wheels fall off the car. Find a movement practice that you'll tolerate. It'll be maybe yeah. it's F 45, maybe it's hiring yeah. Gunner Peterson. Depends on what you can afford.
1: But yeah. you've got to yeah.
0: find something.
1: Then you get the people who get in shape for summer and they cast off on their summer trip and they stop training. And I'll never understand that. You know, they they had, whether it's a beach vacation or a boat vacation or a trip through Europe and they, they just want to, I just want to feel this way before I go because I know I'm going to be on the beach. And they get there and day one on the beach, they look unbelievable. But then the party started, and the, you know, we're in Spain, so we're eating late at night and then and they're pushing, pushing, pushing and fitness just goes by the wayside. And then they come back, and they're at the other end of that uh, that that fall winter person who deconditions. And I just think there are so many ways now to stay on it. Somebody said to me years ago, a trainer, we finished an event, and I had brought him in, and as you know, to help me. And we helped we did this big event and it was great. And afterwards, you know, lots of pictures and talking and sharing and and just overall people felt great because they just worked out for an hour. And as we were loading up the car, he said to me, Man, I really wish I had come up when you came up. I said, What do you mean? He goes, I mean, it's so much it was so much easier than to get your name out and just to make a mark in fitness. I stopped, I put the stuff on the tailgate, I said, Oh, <laughs> hold on I know you mean that in a nice way like you're complimenting me for having come up period but what you're saying is so crazy because first of all every era has its has its challenges every era has its loopholes but you're saying when I came up when there was no internet there were no cell phones people were literally like having to go to a a a printing store like a Kinko's and printing out flyers and handing them out or putting them on car windshields at the mall or asking people at the at your kids soccer games like that's a much different I'm not going to say harder but it's definitely a different road than e-blast and online and social there's so many ways so so I would say they're there's so many ways to stay in shape. Now, there were so many less gyms, period, back then. Less exercise modalities available. Less franchises. You can't... There's a place here I went. I'm in Nashville. There's a place here I went. Um, and and within this little complex, they had a yoga place. They had a running place. They had an F45. They had a, a bar place. They had wow. a CrossFit and wow. it was all, when I tell you, they were all within 200 yards of each other. And then they were building housing units there. And I thought, if you're a fitness junkie, you just live there and and you can, you know, you can do a whole macro cycle of your programming throughout the year there. Not only that, from a schedule standpoint, I'm sure some of those places have a 5am, 5 a, a 5.30, a 6, a 6.30, like there has to be it's almost like a it's almost like you know fail proof i i looked at that i thought that never existed when i was coming up i looked around like where's the gym there has to I be know. like a gym in this neighborhood
0: i don't i think to both be in shape and to both be successful in fitness, I, I don't know if it's ever been easier. I, I think that a lot of people will make the, the claim that this person made, like, oh, I wish I did it when maybe there was less competition. All right, I, I wish I had more notoriety or a, a roster of clients who have the names that your clients have. And it's like, yeah, but you also wish that you. I also wish that I had a cell phone and social media when I like. Those are superpowers, and you and and people now have everything they could ever need to be successful, except for that probably key ingredient of just doing the damn work long enough to see it materialize.
1: I, I used to drive. I'm not going to, you know, take you down to the old man school here. Oh, but please I used to- do. I used to drive around to newspaper stands, magazine stands, to see if any of them had back issues of muscle and fitness flex. This was before men's health was even on the scene. Now, men's health, all those, how can I find, I've read the current ones because I have subscriptions, but are there any back ones that you didn't throw out? Like, do you have any from last year? It was that kind of thing. Yeah, it was a fringe thing.
0: Fitness was like yeah. uh, not mainstream at all, and Correct. and now it's very mainstream. And you know, I think I think a lot of coaches listen to this podcast. I have an audience of people that are they're looking to climb up through the ranks, and they go, okay, so they see somebody like you. You've trained The Rock, so Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer Lopez. I never,
1: I, wait, just so we're clear, I never trained The Rock. I know okay. when he came to my gym, and he has a he has a great trainer, Dave Rienzi, and I always you got to give that guy credit. He just trained in my spot a couple of times.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So at at least we know the list of the the Hugh Jackman, the Kardashians, some some big names. And people see that and they go, I want to be there. I want to reach that. But they're like, just getting started. What does that person do? The brand new trainer who wants to do good, start slow, who's willing to take their time to get there?
1: Well, one thing you have to look at is, are you in the place where the demographic you're targeting exists so mm-hmm. geographically are you in the right place if 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 that demographic is not there right out of the gate you 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 box yourself out of that market right and that demographic can be celebrities that can be elderly population that can be uh deconditioned that can be kids whatever it is you just have to make sure you're in the area where they are look up like mean income, uh, average job, average age, when you move to certain cities, like they tell you, that's a young up and coming city. There's this demographic there, or that's more of a retirement community. You have to know what you're going into and find out where they are. So put yourself in the right place geographically. I don't, I think a lot of people completely overlook that. Um, So true. And then look at what those people do. Are the, the, are the people you want to train? Are they are they high end? Are they middle? Are they you know what kind of hotels they stay? What kind of cars do they drive? Familiarize yourself with that. Learn, you know. I'm not saying the, you know get like weird and become a stalker, but you have to understand. You have to know your market. If, correct. You have to know your market. Right. More concise. Uh, and and then I would say say yes to every single person yeah. because because you need to train a wide variety of people. And that's age, um, gender, uh, level of conditioning, weight, um, athletic ability, um, athletic participation. Like you may have people who were high school athletes, but, but you should also work with people who who currently play competitive sports, whether it's pickup yeah. basketball or tennis or pickleball, whatever it is, because there's a different, um, there's an, a different movement that they have different movements available to them in the gym. So you're not always teaching kindergarten, right? Like you're gonna... You you want to be able to have some people where you have to work your skill training, cueing set as though they were brand new first time ever. And then you want the ones who already move well and, and do well. So as a coach, you develop. um And the, the other thing I would say is you never know... The other reason to do that is you never know who those people know. And if you only train one group, um, you're not as likely to get the people that you want referred to you. And the people in that rare air take recommendations from people who, who they trust. They don't follow trends. They don't bandwagon it. So, so it's, maybe it's their doctor, maybe it's their lawyer, maybe it's their pediatrician, maybe it's their therapist. So all those people, their accountant, their business managers, all those people, their assistants have... that They are, in a way, vetting you for that, for ultimately that referral. And that's how it comes. So
0: basically, I love this. Get started. Say yes to as many people as you can. Treat them well. Train them well. And then they will go out. And when the time is right that dream client will work their way to you, but only if you do the right work with everybody that steps in front of you. And hopefully you're in the right area.
1: Well, that that's what I think, but there are other you're traders trainers. Right. Probably there are other people who would tell you, no, you got to market it. And and I'm not a big marketer like that. I've never had a PR agent. Yeah, um, I, I, don't, I don't call, I don't call studios and say, Hey, look, um, my name is Gunnar Peterson. I have this gym here. I'm available for training. If you ever have clients or, but if you train a couple agents, if you couple train a couple PR people, they are in the ears of the people that ultimately you want to get. so so you know maybe that's the move. Maybe play it that way. I always want to be as a trainer, very um, well connected so that I can refer those people to the people that come to me. So, you know, you're going to get asked for every type of doctor you could imagine. You're going to get asked for schools, contractors, furniture stores, and any place that you have a relationship and you can say, call this guy, tell him I sent you. They'll take care of you. Whether take care of means a discount, or it just means better overall service, or better just means bump to the head of the queue. All that stuff is worth its weight in gold to me as a trainer, well beyond what you're prescribing and programming in your routines
0: gunner i love it i think that's a great place to finish the episode i learned a ton i want to thank you so much for your time will you tell everybody where they can find you follow you keep up with your work and wisdom
1: Uh, i'm on gutter fitness on instagram that's pretty much it
0: sweet dude well thank you so much for your time brother i appreciate it
1: thank you i'll talk to you guys